Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Hello and welcome to episode 183, yes I did check, uh, of the Glovers cast. I almost forgot what we were called then, but we're back. It's Monday morning, probably, where you are. It's Sunday evening, where we are. And uh, I'm joined as ever by Mr Ian Perkins. Hello. And live and direct from what looks like either a very posh room in his house or William Hill HQ, Leeds West Yorkshire, Mr. Benjamin Barrett. Can it be both? Because it, it, it feels like at times I do live here. <laughs> we were saying before uh, that, uh, yeah, I don't know what hours Ben works. And then Ian just said all of them. And yeah, that is it, it is a standard 38 hour week, 39 hour week, whatever it may be, 37 and a half hour week. But it does feel like I'm here a lot. It's not a bad thing. I enjoy my job. But yes, I am here. I've done a cheeky little 12-8. I don't know if you can see all the fancy screens and stuff in the oh, background. The, the, the listeners can. That's okay. what I say. Yeah, yeah. The listeners are having a whale of a time right now. Yeah. There is all of my gear. I'll, uh, I, I'd, I'd give you the uh, tour of the office, but um, like I say, it wouldn't, be, wouldn't make for great audio. There's a lot of big safes behind you, isn't there? Well, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> Is that someone? Is that someone cracking one of them as well? Someone with a stethoscope. That's what stethoscope to use for, I think. Throwing brown bags of cash in them, like. (laughs) It's been a good weekend. What can I say? Liverpool didn't win. Man United didn't win. It's a good weekend. (laughs) Nothing better than Man United not winning on a weekend, eh? Correct. Right. Okay. (laughs) Talking of not winning on a weekend. Oh, that (laughs) that is smooth. That is smooth. We travelled, well, Ben and I travelled to uh, North East Lincolnshire. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. North East Lincolnshire, along with a handful of uh, of Yeovil Town supporters, I think. Someone said 100 and something, 160 something, I think, I read somewhere, although it was, don't think it was ever given out, uh, to watch a... Can I call it a rather disappointing opening day defeat? I've never had a, a, a not disappointing opening day defeat, but um, yeah, you were there in the uh, in the giving the words for BBC Somerset, Ben. What, I, 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 giving I the words, I giving the words, giving the words. Yes, giving the big words. Well, I didn't hear what you said, so I assume you were giving some words anyway. But um, a but yeah, I know Ian was uh, preparing for a children's party, was watching it uh, in bits and pieces on his uh, on his phone. So we'll go with Ben first. Ben, <laughs> your opinions, please. 
I mean, geez, it was Jekyll and Hyde, wasn't it? It was Jekyll and Hyde. There was a lot of Jekyll, a little bit of Hyde at the end. Um, it was, it was a strange game of football. It was. Which one's the good one? I, no I thought I thought Hyde was the bad one. <laughs> oh, was Hyde the bad one? I think ha- Hyde Jekyll was the feels bad, bad though. Mate, at least if you're going to use a cliche, at least know what. Yeah, I think is. I think Mr. Hyde was the monster. I think Mr. Jekyll was the Jekyll's ordinary person. Okay, Jekyll does sound worse. I I agree with you. I do agree with you. Okay, so Jekyll Jekyll is a kind and respected English doctor who has re- repressed evil urges inside of him. Um, Jekyll uh, Jekyll transforms into Edward Hyde, the physical go. manifestation of his evil personality. There you go. It's the first 50, 60, 70 minutes were the evil personality of Chris Hargreaves, Yeovil Town. I tell you what we could have done with, if I remember right, Mr. Hyde was pretty big, wasn't he? I mean, he could have marked an eight foot tall centre, or he could have at least seen an eight foot tall centre half in the box sometime around 25 (laughs) minutes. Anyway, we've interrupted Ben's flow here. I apologise. Carry on, Ben. Quite all right. Like you said, it was quite a lot of Hyde and Jekyll. the first half was, and I, you know me, I'm trying, I, I do try and add context and I do try and think of things a little bit more lightheartedly and maybe a bit more positively than some people. The first half was genuinely horrific in every sense of the word. We didn't know what we were doing. We had no connectivity. We showed nothing attacking wise. We were all over the shop defensively. Good players were having bad games and I didn't really feel like we, ever got going in that first half at all um i don't know i don't think like we got a bit of a rocket at half time because the manager said actually he was just trying to stay in the game during the early parts of the second half we gifted away maybe the easiest goal i've ever seen us concede um from jacob butterfield and it felt at that moment that it was done and then pearson comes on we change tactics and everything changes and honestly, we should have got a point out of the game. Because I, we feel- were, I thought we were that good in that second, in that last 20 minutes, I thought we were that good. Arguably, we deserved a point, if not all three, which is a ridiculous thing to say <laughs> as to how bad we were early doors. But we had enough clear-cut moments. Keeper pulls off a great save later on from Max Hunt. Uh, Alex Fisher, I'm not sure just how close he got, but he was within a stud's width of equalising it just felt like we were all over them. It really, really felt like we were all over them. And uh, yeah, if we could redo that first hour in the same format as we did the last 20 minutes, it'd be a very different game. I think even in the even in the second half, I think we played, it wasn't just, I thought the second half we played quite well for all of the second half. It was just that one moment. And I think it felt like, one of those three, one of Staunton, Perry and Worthington needs to stay. And all of them were sort of in that same section of the pitch. And as soon as we lost it there, there was, you know, there was acres. And yeah, I mean, a defender should have closed down, but it felt like that was a position which one of the three should have been occupying to stop that, you know, just to stop so- that space being so open. But I thought for, I thought second half, we, we were, much 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 better it wasn't just that last 20 minutes it felt like we had we were in the ascendancy the whole time but that goal just was the the sucker punch but um i think if we stick with the first half for a bit what what you know i think the lineup is fairly obvious well say it's fairly obvious i thought to you this looks like a back four um but it was wakefield and record at the wing backs but I think it was, you know, pretty much exactly what we thought about Charlie Wakeful playing wing back was on full display on, on, in that game. You Dave. can't understand how anybody can look at him and think that he is in any way a defensive player. He, he was just, for the very first chance, uh, Scunthorpe got it down the left and they were taking on, uh, and, and Morgan Williams seemed to, take on a bit of panic about him as well, which which wasn't, you know, isn't him, is it? Um, but he and Wakefield were just getting torn new ones again and again and again. And it was just like, 
how's nobody seeing this? I mean, I'm sh- they, they obviously did because it changed in the second half. But, um, but yeah, it, it and it was like they didn't know what they were doing or they hadn't played alongside each other. I mean, Josh Staunton and, and Max Hunt were shouting at each other and going at each other. And um, and, and there was one point where, where Grant Smith and Charlie Wakefield were, it was, yeah, it was getting a bit, uh, what was it, Lee Bowyer, Kieran Dyer moment there for a second. They were, they were a very frank exchange of words at one point, I think. And quite rightly, because Charlie Wakefield was all over the place in that, um, in that first half. Uh, defensively, we were all all over the place in that first half. And midfield was non-existent. And uh, Linton and Fisher were literally on the scraps up front I mean when when Linton got the ball got it down ran with it looked like he could do something I mean Sam Perry I thought had a very shaky game in in in, in the middle there I know he's only a young lad but um yeah he he did not have a he did not have a good game uh, uh like I said none of them did in that first half but defensively it was just an absolute horror show I think I want to point out that Keith Hill had clearly done his homework on that formation and knew exactly what was coming. And Liam Feeney for 94, for 67, 68 minutes, whatever it was, sat in the right back position, just forced that right back position to be occupied by either Wakefield, who's not a defender or Morgan Williams, who was then being pulled out of his central position. That's why he was giving them such a torrid time. I was getting quite angry on air and anyone who listened, who didn't decide to watch, who would listen to us, I was getting quite wound up. And I was just pointing all the time, just pointing at Sheridan and saying, he's there again in that right back position. And it's causing us all kinds of trouble. And it, uh, you know, it eventually got sorted out because immediately when the formation changed and we put a proper right back in and we put Wakefield in front of that right back, Liam Feeney dropped 20 yards further off to worry about Charlie Wakefield more than he was worrying about attacking. It was such a simple change that probably needed to be made earlier. And I credit to Sheridan for asking afterwards, hindsight's 2020 and all that, but he, you know, he was, uh, Chris was, he said, well, maybe, yeah, I probably should have made that change earlier. It was so obvious that that was the issue. It was so, so obvious. And when it changed, it got decidedly better. Um, I want to talk about the midfield because I think you make a really good point about the midfield. The game passed Sam Perry by a lot in that first half. I, I don't think Sheridan mentioned his name for 20 minutes or two. But there was a slight change at half time that I noticed that I thought just showed him to be a little bit better because in the first half, um, Worthington had been given a license to go beyond Fisher and Linton. And I really like that. So I don't want to lose that. But it left Staunton very, very isolated. And he was getting overrun by that trio in midfield, the four Whitehead, the eight Beeston and, and Butterfield, who is genuinely a class act at this level. And it was three on one at times. And Staunton just didn't know what to do. Didn't know where to go. I don't think he had his greatest game ever, but I think it was more because Scunthorpe just completely overran him because Worthington was further up the pitch and, and Perry was just a bit lost in there. Um, there are and... a couple of moments I thought with Staunton where I think it was towards the end. Where obviously, everyone's blowing because they've been running, but it looked like they were running away from him and he looked like mm. he was knackered, which you yeah. don't normally get. And I think, you know, I, I, yeah, I think the midfield totally passed, totally passed him by. I think he was one of those games where he's caught between having to try and get things moving and play mm. and also having to do that defensive side. And I don't think he copes well when he's got to do both. No, it, it, the game was crying out for Lawson Diaz. With the greatest respect to Perry, if yeah. you've got a game where Lawson Diaz does that for an hour, 70 minutes, gives you that, and then he's run his race, he's blown out, and then you bring on Perry when players are a little bit more tired, because what they did second half is they switched Worthington and Perry and Perry was the one that was given a bit more license to go out and, and go on. And actually what that did was put a little bit more nous in midfield with Worthington, a little bit more control in there. And Perry was, for want of a better word, out the way a bit. So it, the game wasn't passing by the midfield quite so much. Um, so for me, that's why I think the second half started a bit better. Perry will be a very, very good player. I said to um, I said to someone after the game, I said he's got a bit of the sunny blue low Everton's about him. I like what he's got to offer, but I think the conditions might need to suit him a little bit more. And the National League's a tough league to come in and do that, as we found with Sonny Blue Low Everton. Quality player of that, there is no doubt, but he's gonna need the conditions to suit. They didn't suit him yesterday, and the game passed him by. 
we made a change second half that I think benefited a little bit. And we did, like you say, got better in the second half. But there was a few little tactical differences that, that I think made made a, made a few little changes. I, I was impressed with the hustle of Fisher. He came backwards a lot to try and get the ball going in the first half. There was times where I was crying out for someone to just grab the game by the scruff of the neck a bit when we were 1-0 down. And he tried. I thought there were a few neat little touches around the corner to to Linton and to in the second half when Pearson and Wakefield were more attacking I liked his link up play he created little triangles and stuff so I do want to see more of Fisher and Linton but again when the time came that Fisher would run his race we bring on a kid that's scored a couple of goals at Warrington in in Gravoski Gravoski can't say his name Gravosti isn't it Gravosti 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 yeah definitely a T so, Dennis made an instant impact, didn't he? Because he is a kid, but he went in like uh, in on the keeper first. You know, first thing he did didn't yeah. do anything else, but he only had seven minutes or eight minutes, whatever it was. But yeah, and that's that, that's the kind of thing that he would probably asked. He was probably asked to do go and hustle, go and bustle, get in someone's face, and try and and get things going. He maybe should have been a little bit more savvy not to break up a little moment of momentum in that game, but. You know, you can't ask a kid that's that's barely played a kick of football at any kind of level to to do that and save the game for you. So no blame at his feet whatsoever. So yeah, um, the first half was was absolutely Danny Dyer. It was horrendous. I hated watching it. I was angry about it at halftime. But credit where it's due, we we fought back in, and like I say, I yeah, I wanted. I, I felt like we were in the game and I felt like we should have got something out of it based on that 20 minutes alone. And it's how we learn from that now and how we attack Wrexham and Barnet and Altrincham and, and whoever else afterwards now that we recognise what works and what doesn't work and, and we learn from it. Can I just say about that Butterfield goal um, from the away end, you're obviously looking straight down the middle of the pitch and I literally saw him pick the ball up in midfield and it was like, like the Red Sea parting for Moses but instead of Moses you had Jacob Butterfield and 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 he just literally just ran into the space and Clevo God love him he was he was apoplectic <laughs> at, at half time he was apoplectic he booed he booed after <laughs> Clevo did and uh yeah uh, um but uh but yeah uh, uh, he, he was I... close him down close him down close him down <laughs> just knew what he was going to do. It was just, oh, so I can't believe the lack of urgency there was to, to close him down. Because one thing I'd say, of the, the, the games I've seen of pre-season, we've been so strong defensively, I think. I, I feel like we've been really, you know, we've kind of carried on where we were a little bit. Um, that unit was so tight. But I mean, I haven't seen us since before we signed... Richards Everton so you know the, the, the combinations have changed a little bit um yeah I, I mean I think I think Morgan Williams at right back made quite a lot quite a difference it, it freed up Charlie Wakefield so much mm. and, and, I th- and like I say it pushed Liam Feeney back yeah Liam Feeney was just in that spot the whole time and then they suddenly couldn't find him and then you've taken one of their best two or three players out of the equation sort of put him in at right back where he's been fairly comfortable albeit on the left side it made sense it made complete sense and Charlie Wakefield got so many opportunities to get balls in to make things happen to really push their fullbacks who really hadn't been pushed the whole game their fullbacks weren't great and we look back now and think Jesus the kid Pearson's come on and just bullied their their right back and Charlie Wakefield's turned their left back inside out four or five times it's a case of what might have been And, and the test now for all of the guys is have we learned from this have we learned? Are we going to go in against Wrexham? Who will know exactly those things? If you think that's what um, that's Elliot Lee's bread and butter to do that. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll talk Wednesday about that. But that's what Elliot Lee and Paul Mullen are so good at: dragging centre backs out from where they don't want to be and making room where there isn't room. That's that's why they're League One strikers, not National League strikers. If we don't learn, Wrexham would have been four up at halftime, not one. Simple as that. And I think, I mean, I, I think our biggest problem is in the middle of the pitch at the moment. I really do. I think the midfield is where the biggest issue is because a better midfield protects that situation more. Um, I don't so what's know what the answer? Means. 
I don't know what it needs, really. I don't know if, I mean, it doesn't sound like Lawson Diaz is going to be back in time for, for Wrexham. And even if he is, he's not going to play a full game, is he? So, um, Move Josh Staunton further forward? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be, I'd be tempted to go back to a, stay with a back four. We have to start with the four. We have to start with the four. There's no question for me that we start with the four. But if we don't start with a four, if we, if we do start with a five, Charlie Wakefield cannot be that wing back. No. So you, no. So you, so, so you start Tiori Johnson. Mm. You start Tiori Johnson on the right. If you're gonna, if, if that's the way we're going, you start Tiori Johnson right, record left, and then you say to Staunton probably Worthington, and I know that restricts Worthington, and, and I like the fact that he gets beyond the strikers when he's in that role. We have to stop that. You've just got to stop it and protect for that game. And then maybe, maybe you put Pearson in there to do that job to get in beyond, or you put Wakefield in that role in the 10 and say to him, right, you're in midfield, but just kind of get on. Maybe even go, maybe even go three, four, three Johnson and record a proper midfielders and just have Linton and Wakefield, the other side of Fisher and just have three, four, three. Yeah, I think we need to remember who we're playing against. Well, yeah, yeah, we do. And, and <laughs> again, that's something to go into on on yeah. Thursday, maybe. But I think this is there's 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 other context to Thursday's game. We're, we're doing Thursday's podcast here, but um, <laughs> there's other context to it. It's your first home game, first chance of new fans, first chance to to see what the new match day experience is going to be like, first chance that everyone bar 160 fans are going to see this this new thing. So being a bit ballsy early doors and, and sticking an extra striker on and saying, go on then, let's have a go, might not be a bad thing. But that's, that's Thursdays. In terms, of, in terms of yesterday, the change was brilliant. Pearson, let's, let's talk about Pearson yesterday. When he came on, um, Dave, what were your initial thoughts? Because I, he, he came on and within seconds made a difference. Seconds. I think I put in the match report, the first thing he did was got down the left-hand side, put a ball in and it landed on top of the net. But you thought to yourself, yeah, well, the first thing I thought when he came on is, blimey, he's small, isn't he? <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, he's going to get he's gonna get kicked about, but he didn't. He, 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 I think the guy, um, the right-back that he took on tried to kick him, but I think he just skipped past him and he was away. And like you said, he did that a couple of times and he looked, um, he looked quite lively uh, down that side. And Wakefield, um, I think, as, as Ian mentioned earlier, all through the first half, uh, just first half, forget the first half. This all through the second half looked um, a threat going down that right side. So yeah, it uh, it definitely gave him something to um, something to think about. I was I was impressed because I, I really wasn't expecting that from uh, a nineteen year old kid who, like he was probably about eleven stone wet through. <laughs> Can I ask you two about um, Jamie Record? scored our goal um first time you two have seen him what did you make of his performance he liked to tackle <laughs> I, li- I like that he liked to tackle um he, yeah he, he certainly uh, put in a few uh, committed uh, challenge- challenges at time didn't really hear him and this could be my hearing more than anything else <laughs> or see him like doing much in the way of talking which I, I thought would be there would be more of. Um, he's obviously won our first ever uh, Man of the Match award, um, hands down. When does that close, by the way? Uh, it closes the end of the week, but he's currently got fifty nine percent of the vote. So yeah. okay. unless yeah. unless a load of people turn up and start vote, voting for Malachi Linton, um... <laughs> does Malachi Linton have a good Twitch following? Just in, just, just I don't so know, know. Even more. Even Morgan Williams has only had six votes on this, so he's. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder whether anyone who voted for Sam Perry thought there was actually Sam Pearson and uh, voted for that. Because, <laughs> yeah. The, may, or maybe it's, uh, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Perry on there voting for uh, voting for their little lad, Sam. But, um, but yeah, Jamie Record uh, looked all right. Um, yeah, he, to, to, it was a bit of a, a scruffy goal all in all, wasn't it? But he... Um, Have you yeah, watched it back? Finished it quite, quite, I haven't watched it back. No, I haven't seen it back. That's back. quite a good... Guy. It's... Good, good finish. finish, a good finish. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, a bit yeah. of a. It wasn't. Didn't seem like the most fluent. Um, Something your face, it. Ben. What's what's? I'm, I'm stunned you're saying this, Dave. Watch it back. Watch it back, and I think you'll take that comment back. I think you'll be okay. surprised. It's it's a... right. First well, touch with his left foot is outstanding. I, no, I agree. It was a good finish. I, I said it was a mm. good finish. It, it was just the the it, what it did. I don't remember it being a particularly fluent build up. Not to really. It, but Linton no. with a little backwards pass, no look pass. 
nice touch, nice finish. I Jamie record for it's, me was absolutely brilliant for 90 minutes in left wing back and at left back. Genuinely brilliant. Defensively, there was a moment in the second half when we were pushing, 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 and they broke and had three on one. Record was sat there with three of them running at him. And he didn't commit. And he was just a, such a an old head defensive thing to do was just to wait and wait and wait. And you could almost, I mean, obviously can't hear or see it, but he was almost saying to the striker that was running onto him, you've got to make the decision here, mate. You've got to make the decision. You're going for goal or you're passing it. You've got to make the call because I'm going to sit in this position and make things happen. In the end, he delayed and delayed and delayed long enough that the cavalry could come back and defend it. It was genuinely one of the most assured left-back performances we've seen since probably Carl Dickinson. Um, I Genuinely, <laughs> for me... Even every, you know, everything you said about our defensive performance in the first half, I, I cannot class anyone in a defensive position in our team <laughs> is, on Saturday as brilliant. <laughs> I was going to say, is that what we were trying to do when they scored their second goal? Just wait and wait and wait, <laughs> wait and wait. We, and wait. <laughs> we did, and to be fair, we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm stand, no, I'm standing by it. It's fine. I, I, he was without question the best of a bad bunch in the first half, and I thought in the second half, we were we were more we were more comfortable. And at left back, he was no problem at all. Still got forward and scored from left back. Um, I, I, I wonder if we play three five two for him to be left wing back because he's going to be such a danger down that side, and because he can do that and run and run and run for days. So I wonder if that formation is basically there to suit him. He isn't a loud fella. His post-match interview was very quiet. I kept having to edge closer with the microphone for fear that it wouldn't record. Um, I thought you were about to say he isn't a loud, he isn't a loud fella. He isn't a loud fella or Lamola. He's not allowed him. Well, we'll find that out when we play Wilton, I suppose. Yeah, um, so, yeah, he wasn't, he's not, a, he's not a loud speaker. So maybe that's what it is. Um, he was by far and away the best player for me. And yeah, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, what did, did you, you think, think of him, Ian? Yeah, I, I thought he was our best player. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought during pre-season he looked the part for me. He looked like he was the one who we'd signed who was going to be most comfortable and ready to go. Um, <clears throat> I think when you look at what Perry, you know, Perry's game on on Saturday was very similar to the pre-season games. It kind of didn't get a lot of the ball. It did seem to pass him by. Um, but yeah, I think record was good. And I thought Linton showed positive signs. He looks like, it almost looks like he needs a goal and he'll be very happy. Um, I think he's you know positive. He drives forward with the ball. He's always looking to go forward. He's quick. He's strong as well. I think I do think we've got a player there. Yeah, yeah. No, I was um it's the first time I've seen him, obviously. Um, and yeah, I was impressed with with the bits that you did see of him. Um, say in the first half in particular, he and Fisher were, were feeding off scraps, but there was there was definitely some good link up uh, and you could see the class of Alex Fisher as well. Again, everything was just in bits and pieces there wasn't anything yeah. but there, there were there were a few touches there were a few moments where you just thought Alex Fisher ah yes he's better and 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 already I feel um I know we said it uh on on Friday didn't we about a massive upgrade on what we had last season up front um Fisher and uh and, and Linton I was pleased obviously we need more uh up front because uh for Matt Gravoski um Gravosti um you know I'm I'm sure scoring goals in the Northern Premier League is uh, is great, but he's a 19-year-old kid. Um, and as uh, as uh, Josh Daunton himself said on uh, on Thursday, 19-year-old kids, kids in this division going to have a bit of trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I think so. Um, and obviously after the game, Chris Hargreaves reiterated the need for strengthening. He told Ben that, Experience costs money and sounds like... Um, That's why I'm so expensive. Exactly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like, you know, obviously we've been trying, but I sensed a, a bit of, not frustration, but he really, it seemed like he really wanted to make the point that they've been trying to get people in. Yeah. And I, I can sense there's frustration on his part that, 
we've either been let down or you know we've not been able to get the the people he's been trying to get um what was he said i hope it doesn't fall through next week or something like that so um obviously there are things in the pipeline <clears throat> it's just um getting them all the way through Absolutely. Yeah. It um and it did feel like it, it it needed more more of that when you looked at who was on the bench at half time. I know we put in a WhatsApp chat, didn't we? It was a bit, you know, kindergarten on the pitch, wasn't it? There were lots there's, of... Yeah, there's no one in there, you know, other than Shiori Johnson mm. with National League experience, there's no yeah. one in there who you think, oh, they're gonna come on and make a difference. I guess we've not seen any of them, but um, you know. Perhaps we'd be a little bit more optimistic now we've seen a bit of Pearson. Yeah. And, you know, more than eight minutes out of Gravosti. Who knows, who knows what these people are capable of? But yeah. yeah, I think it does need more. And we all know it. Everyone knows it. <laughs> Absolutely everyone knows that we need more. So I don't think it's a, you know, it's definitely not a case of not trying to get any more and everyone's happy with where we are. Like it's yeah. evident that we're not. And I think um Sheridan spoke to the manager and you did as well, Ben, before the game, didn't you? And talked about Tom Knowles and how Tom Knowles wanted to leave, basically. It wasn't a case of we couldn't, you know, we didn't try. It was a case of he wanted to make that move. And, you know, we, we have talked about this, but I think we can't begrudge him that move. But obviously it's come to the point where the player has felt the need to you know, he, he wants to go and he's going to make a point of getting a move. Yeah. And also in that uh, little bit of uh, interview, he said that uh, Scott, and he used the word Scott, had made it clear that um, that there would be uh, an element of whatever we raised in a, um, in a transfer fee made available to the manager. So I'm looking forward, as I said uh, on, on Friday, for Scott to prove me wrong make me eat my words i'm more than happy i'm not much of a baker but i will make a pie and i will put my words in them we'll see <laughs> so it's an image of you in like a in like a kitchen baking a pie yeah, like a disney film is it putting, yeah, his, right. putting his phone on it while it's playing the podcast yeah. putting his phone in there and baking his phone in a pie as it yeah. the slanders making, making the glover's cast <laughs> logo out of the scraps of pastry on the top yeah, now that, that yeah. What do you think it was a humble pie? Do you think it's sweet or savory? <laughs> and depending if it's who the striker is, it might be quite salty. Mm, could be, couldn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um striker, yeah. is it? You reckon it's a striker? Oh, it has to be. It has is to it? be. It has to be. It has to be. It has to be. Or a magical way of fixing Lawson DF. <laughs> whatever whatever it may be. Do you, um, do you think we were missing a, an Albie Skendy type midfielder? I think we all have. May, maybe we haven't seen Albie play for such a no, long time. No, but do you, know what, him, but do you know what I mean? He used to get the ball on the floor and he had good close control. He kept hold of it quite nicely. Just, yeah. It felt like at points in that midfield, we needed someone who A, wasn't looking to pass it straight away and get rid of it, or you know was able to, you know, was physical and strong and, and, you know, a little bit awkward. Yeah. We didn't really have that. I get what you mean. I don't say unless getting back. No, I don't know. Yeah. I know what you mean. I'm trying to think of like a, a top level example, but he was Patrick so... Vieira. Yeah, a little bit. It's sort of, at times I think we want, I wanted, there was times in the first half where I kind of wanted someone just to crunch somebody, <laughs> which is not, it's not a great thing to think, but I was like, well, someone just snap a dude here. Jesus. Just to kick things into life, just get get a bit of a spark going, just to get a bit of noise going, and it just and never came. Do you know what I think under Darren Sal? Yeah, we that might have done. happened, but yeah, I don't think I don't think we're that. I don't feel like we're that type of team now. I think no. we're going to be a team of trying to do things the right way and the proper way. And, and that's maybe, good. Maybe we well it is, but maybe we do need a bit of an edge. Yeah, maybe. yeah, we certainly lacked in the first half when things were going against us. When you know things aren't changing tactically banging their head against a brick wall, doing the same thing over and over again. I just wanted someone to do something a bit different. Alex Fisher tried by going really deep and basically being an extra, extra midfielder, but there was just a moment that me, of me that was like, Dale Gorman would have snapped someone by now. 
it wouldn't have done anyone any good <laughs> beyond that one instant of moment and he'd been on a booking, but someone would have got snapped and someone would have been, it would have just G'd everybody up or someone would have pinged a shot from 40 yards that would have gone close-ish. We had a couple of half-hearted attempts that Charlie Wakefield put one over harmlessly over and things like that. I want someone just to go ping and just have a crack and just sting the keeper's hands or whatever it may be. Maybe that's a better analogy than trying to snap someone. But yeah, there was times and when I wanted some of that to happen. Woking picked up a few bookings yesterday, I noticed. I did they? Including <laughs> no, Al no Wilkinson. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Never mind, Dave. No one cares about Woking anymore. No, but I was just saying that certainly the uh, the commitment and character is, um, has followed the manager there, isn't it? And yes. the bookings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we and 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 so we only got one booking because there was no other no. Our, we we thought at the end that there were no bookings, but Ben, you found a booking. Is that right? So on flash scores, which as we know is the Wikipedia of football um, knowledge, so trust it with a pinch of salt. It listed that Will Buse, the sub goalkeeper, was booked not on pitch. Um, there was a moment where we thought Will Buse was going to have to come on. Grant Smith looked a bit iffy at one point when he kicked a ball out of play and kind of went down without anyone anywhere near him. Um, I didn't see anything. I would I would question this as to whether or not it's him. 90 plus five suggests that someone somewhere has got to be angry about the fact that they were time-wasting at the end, which, by the way, was a huge compliment to the way we ended the game is that they had to go in the corner and time-wasted the last two, two or three minutes. Um, but it says Will Buse got booked. Um, as of yet, the magical FA website hasn't updated yet. Oh, well, I've updated the match report to say he was booked now. Well, I, I'm I would I would pinch of salt that. Okay, right. Can well, you I'm add a take... little salt emoji? Maybe one of that dude from the dude from the expensive restaurant. Just add a little emoji of him. Yeah. To say that you know, pinch of salt. Oh, it has updated. It's updated in front of my face. Oh, <laughs> it's updated <laughs> in front of my. Where else would it update? So, the booking was for Matty Gravosti. Oh, as per official FA records. Oh. So there you go. You can change that from Buse to Gravosti. Okay. I'm taking it's okay. updated. Yeah. There you go. I, I, I still don't know what that was for either. The, the, there was a couple of challenges late on, right in the last couple of minutes. There was a couple of little tackles that was a little bit feisty. He did put himself about a bit. Um, so yeah, Gravosti booked, not Buse. Clears that up. One booking. Yeah. Okay. Um, Dave, what was the feeling like among the supporters? Obviously, you were in the thick of the travelling support. Um, first time you've seen anyone for a little while as well at a football match. How, how, what was the feeling? Was there much optimism before the game and all of that jazz? I think um, a, a lot of people probably arrived with not a great deal of expectation. Um, I think people were, were probably thinking, as we did when we spoke on Friday, that it was um, with the squad that we've got, it looked like another mid-table, mid-table kind of uh, squad. Uh, I think there were a few people who were looking forward to seeing some of these players in um, in, in league action at halftime. <laughs> yes, the uh, the language was a little bit fruity, and as I say, there were a few, there were definitely a few boos, and there were some exasperated screams and shouts throughout the first half. Um, but second half, um, we definitely got, um, yeah, I, I think at the end, a lot of people stayed and applauded and a lot of people, um, you know, applauded Chris Hargreaves at the end. So I think um, finishing strongly was definitely picked up on by those who were there. Pat Custard, God bless her, grabbed my arm as I was walking out the ground and went... Sam did well, didn't he? Sam Pearson, he's a good one. He's a good one. Come on. And she also told me off because apparently somebody posted on um, our social media about how there were cobwebs on the seats of Hughes Park. So she came and told me told me about how she spends two hours every day cleaning uh, cleaning the seats. And then the bloody spiders come along. <laughs> and I was like, honestly, Pat, no one was, uh, yeah, no one was uh, critical. <laughs> Far be it for me to criticise Pat Custard, blimey. That um, quickly shed his head of social media title. In that, that, well, it wasn't me. I do remember somebody posted a picture of some cobwebs on the ground. Uh, and I remember I responded with an emoji of that one where there's two Spider-Man and they're looking at each other. Um, but that was it. Now, somebody, it, it wasn't us. We never said anything about um, oh, okay. uh, spider's webs. But 
there we go. Uh, I mean, yeah. Who can stop the spiders? But uh, I've gone off piece here a bit. <laughs> talking about <laughs> spiders, yeah. Um, but yes, I think people were probably not expecting a great deal. And to be fair, in the first half, that's exactly what they got, wasn't it? So they, <laughs> they couldn't have been disappointed. But uh, I, they certainly sent them uh, home with a bit more optimism and uh, on a new luxurious supporters coach. The supporters coach has Sky Sports on it. So, um, yeah, and uh, the, every uh, few seats have got a TV and all sorts. Yeah. So next time you hear people complaining about how they've got to go to york on a tuesday night or whatever um yeah don't yeah they're in the lap of luxury there not like muggins here you have to drive only two and a half hours which is half the distance of everyone else but yeah and i went the wrong way getting on the motorway so i had to add an extra 10 minutes on because i had to go all the way to next junction and turn around and come back again yeah, you couldn't a- have got you, you couldn't have got very far you'd have ended up getting wet if you carried on yeah i was driving toward lincoln i think or somewhere like that but yeah Anyway. Um, two points. Firstly, Pat, if you're listening, um, Sheridan picked up a, a team sheet for you. She will find you at the next home game and give you the team sheet. I forgot. Sheridan remembered. Well done, Sheridan. I forgot. Uh, secondly, um, I was wondering, is um, did anyone mention the fact that, that Stuart Robbins came and spoke to fans off the coach when they arrived? I thought that was a, a pretty nice little move just to say thanks, just to sort of have a bit of a chinwag and get a bit of a feedback you know, we've we've criticised a lot of people for a lot of things. I think we should give a praise where it's due to put on a brave face and sell out to a few fans 48 hours after being part of the deal to sell your best player was was a bit of a ballsy move. So um, did any feedback come from that? Uh, nobody mentioned it, no. <laughs> um, but I did see I did see it was tweeted and I did think exactly the same thing. Fair play to him. Fair play to him for being there. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if he was the only member of the YTFC board who was there, but if he was, then absolutely. Yeah, credit credit where it is due for that, um, for the board, as they spoke with one voice in the Tom Knowles' uh, uh, departure notice. We will give them... Uh, we will give them all credit for um, for that. So no, I, I agree with you. That was a that was a good thing. I did like that picture. There was some um, sigh, wasn't it, from uh, Three Valleys Radio, just looking slightly lost, <laughs> like Stuart Robbins was talking to someone, and Sai was just there, like, "Where am I?" <laughs> that's what it looked like. But... <laughs> Sorry, Sai, that's just what I thought. I, w- I, I was going to reply to a Facebook post about that as well, but like, are you all right there, Sai? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Someone asked us if um, Marcus Stewart was there. Negative. I don't believe he was. No. But no. we are in the hunt for a player and he knows players that may have been playing for clubs or clubs may have been playing yesterday where that player was assigned to and he may have been otherwise occupied. Maybe. So Maybe. He, was, he was scouting. Tom Knowles. Call, call, call it what you like, but he wasn't at Glanford Park yesterday. No, I did try. I, I, I did try to to look really carefully at that, but yeah, I didn't. I didn't really recognise him, and he, and I didn't see him at the end either. But no. you were I a think lot closer. You'd recognise him, wouldn't you, Marcus Stewart? Yeah, but it's a, it's a long way. You know, you know, I, I always say it's a long way from the only thing that didn't look a long way away was Jacob Butterfield. He he just yeah, I could just he just got see. further away and further yeah. away and yeah. further away and further away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Andrew Boyce, he looked very close up as well because he's about nine feet tall. Yeah, big unit that fella. Not yeah. As is um Richard Everton. Weirdly though, here's the thing, right? I would swear down that he is taller than Max Hunt, but he's not. Max Hunt is taller. Right. Very strange situation, but because Richards Everton is built like a brick poop house, that Max Hunt looks sort of taller and thinner. It's weird. You'd think between one of those three very giant centre backs, uh, they'd be able to <laughs> keep an eye on it. Was there a centre back? Yeah, I think I, I, well, gonna... I didn't want to mention it, but yeah, if you could start winning some headers, that'd be great, lads. Cheers, thanks. Yeah, that was not... Both penalty areas. Both penalty areas. And to be fair, Max Hunt did at the end, didn't he? Very nearly scored with a very good header down that was a blooming good save from the young keeper who I thought looked shaky at times. I don't think we tested the keeper nearly enough. No, and I didn't realise how young the keeper was until Mm -hmm. in the second half when we started seeing close-ups of the keeper because we were getting near their goal. 
how young he was. And I'm thinking, what are we doing? Yeah, there was a, there was a header. was right on top of it. Like, well, there was a header in the first half that record did a little, it was like a, he, he didn't really make great contact with it, but it looped over. Yeah. And the keeper, he came too far and he had to sort of stretch back to grab it. And I, yeah, we needed to, we needed to test him a couple of times because I, I didn't think he looked amazing at all. Never mind. Yeah, we move then, on. On to okay. the next one. There's 45 more to go now. Yeah, nothing's won and lost on the first day, is it, at all? You, you have to learn, and, and, and that's the challenge now. It's a challenge we didn't want. Everyone wants to win the first game. You never want to be waiting for the first win, but at the end of the day, 45 more to go. Next one's nice and easy anyway, so don't worry about it. Yeah. Should we take some questions? Do it. Colin, Yorkshire Glover. I saw Colin yesterday. Very nice to see him. He came over to see me at halftime. Um, and he went, well, that was bloody awful, wasn't it? I was like, <laughs> something oh, like that. I just wrote that straight into my match report. So, yeah, <laughs> nice to see Colin. He's, he's succinctly done in about three words there what we've done in 48 minutes. So <laughs> that was bloody awful, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, with Lawson Diath not able to escape the treatment room, mm. Sam Perry hobbling off, which playmaker from the past would you bring back? Foley, Upson or Dolan? Or Tom Knowles? It, I, I, Foley, Upson or Dolan, yes, is the answer. Yes. Yeah. Um, Upson. Uh, do you know what? It, it didn't need an Upson yesterday. No, I thought it needed more of a Foley. Yeah, it needed a Foley. It didn't need yeah. the Upson. We may need an Upson if Upson was an option, which he kind of was. Um, was Easy for um, you to say. Yeah, then maybe on another circumstance. But yeah, yes, they needed a Foley with a bit of Dolan. Both. Can I have Gav Williams instead? No, <laughs> why do we always have to have Gav Williams? That wasn't or can I have Michael McIndoe? Was that an option? I don't know if that was an option. No, no none of these are options. I'm just adding in extra I think now. I think Chris Cohen in there. Oh, You need that elite centre mid. Um, okay. Uh... Paddy, the OG, I really don't understand why we have used a loan spot on a reserve keeper. Do you have an answer? <laughs> Hashtag GCQ. <laughs> no, we don't have an answer, Paddy. Or well, I don't have an answer. Do you have an answer, Ben? Um, I agree with the fact that Max Hunt, uh, Max, Hunt Max Evans is going to get um, some games. I like it. He's probably a bit better than Lark Hall. Surprised he's gone that far down. I thought he might have been more Taunton Town level, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but I'm glad he's going to get games. To use the loan up's a bit weird. There's probably a few other young keepers we could have got in on a six-month deal, on a one-year deal that could have sat on a bench. Um, after the game, I asked. I did ask the question. Was it after or before? After. Was it after I asked about uh, Buse and uh, Gravosti? Um, yeah. He says he wants... Grant Smith pushed, so he doesn't want a kid that's just going to happen to be number two because he's learning his trade. He doesn't want basically an apprentice on the bench. He wants someone who can play. Um, and I think that's why, basically, um, I think Buse will push Smith all the way. And I think we'll see Buse in league games. We may not see one of them play 40-odd games. I think they might be closer to half each. Um, I reckon so I... Buse will be number one by Christmas. And there you go. Ooh, there you go. And, and that's a call because Grant Smith, I thought, was brilliant yesterday, by the way. I thought he, he was, was brilliant. So um, that's a big call. I got a lot of time for Grant Smith. I can understand the question entirely because it does strike. And I, I do wonder if we get to a point where we get a sixth loan in, whether we do play a few games without a keeper on the bench. Um, maybe that'll be a way to go. But yeah, I think that's because we needed a, a top quality keeper to push Grant Smith all the way rather than just a, a kid on the bench. And we wanted Evans to get games, I guess is the answer. Uh, Dan Johnson asks, after the performance yesterday, should we be more concerned about the defending or the attacking, in brackets, or lack of? I was personally more concerned about the defending because I wasn't expecting a huge amount of the attacking. Um, but the defending <laughs> was the one thing that I was expecting. And the fact that it wasn't there um, definitely made me more concerned about that. I am going to go the other way. I was more concerned about the attacking and will continue to be more concerned about the attacking because we know the defending is there. We know that Hunt and Williams and Staunton are very, very good players when they're at the best and are more than capable of being very good defensively because we've already seen it. We haven't seen 
Fisher and Linton do it yet. We haven't seen Pearson for more than 20 minutes do it yet. We haven't seen the fact that we've got nothing else apart from Charlie Wakefield. We've only seen Charlie Wakefield in an attacking area for less time. So I'm more concerned that we get the attacking right because I believe that defending was more of an off day. After yesterday's performance, you're more concerned about attacking? Yes, because we haven't seen it for very long. We know that the defending's there. It's just an off day. It's just a bad day at the office yesterday. I believe we'll be defensively sound for longer. But we need more support in the tackle. I think I, I I think I agree with Ben. I'm more concerned about the front end of the pitch than the back end of the pitch. But I do think the strength we had when we in defence that I when we I watched us in pre-season, Staunton was in the middle of that three. Richard Everton is a late addition yeah. in pre-season, and I think he looked a couple of pre-season friendlies liked as that whole defence probably did, actually, as a result. So, yeah. It's a new combo. Charlie Wakefield at wing-back as well. Like, mm. We know it didn't work. Okay. No. Um, uh, another one from Paddy. Uh, can you please confirm the formation we finished with versus Scunny and who played in which position? Thank you. That's polite. Not a lot of people in with thank you, which is nice. Um, yep. Um, four four two. Williams, Richards, Everton, Hunt, Record, Wakefield, um, Worthington, Staunton, and Pearson. And then up front, we finished with Gravosti and uh, Linton. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, You're you Frank. You Marathon. are welcome. Uh, Robin Batchelor, worst experience watching us on telly. Yesterday, I had to leave the pub because they couldn't split the screens. The Chelsea match obviously got priority. Missed the first goal and had laughs and snide comments about supporting Yeovil whilst at the next pub in the second half. P.S. Thanks, Ben Barrett and Sheridan Romans for some excellent commentary as always. It made a big difference, even though BBC Somerset lags about 30 seconds behind the BT cameras. I did give a shout out to anybody who was watching on telly but had, had muted it. So, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate the shout out. Yeah, it was good fun to commentate. Always is good fun chatting with uh, with with Sheridan and, and and bouncing off one another as we try and relay those images. So that was that's kind of you. Thank you. And the question about your work experience watching them on the telly. Hmm. I don't really know. We don't get that. We don't, never really had that many bad experiences on the telly. Uh, Barnet playoff game. Uh, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> I tell you, I, I tell you what I did really. I remember uh, League One promotion season. We played Swindon about four weeks before the end, uh, and we were horrendous. And I remember thinking that might be it. That might be it. That might be us out of the equation. It wasn't. Yeah, but that was, I that, think I'll go. I think I'll go with that Barnet game because that was. We can still be out there now, and we were painful. Talk. Yeah, painful, painful, painful. I don't um, know why. Sorry, I do. I get to answer this question. Oh yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah, sorry, that's all right. Yeah, I was. I was politely being quiet here, but um, yeah, I was going to get skipped. <laughs> that's over now, will I? Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. The the Kingsling game at the when was it? The first game was that the first game of last season? Uh, that season? was lockdown season, season before, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember. I don't know why, but I remember having quite a lot of hope about that game um, uh, because that was the season after we'd made the playoffs, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, and I remember going into that game with a lot of hope um, and that <laughs> hope was, was quickly dashed by uh, yeah, National League it. officials. That was, you know, that yeah. probably was the instigator was of the... Yeah, it was the handball and offside. offside as well. I think that was... And then the game after that was Wealdstone and there was another couple of dodgy yeah. decisions and I have yeah. a feeling that that's probably where the rule one of the Glover's cast came from off the back of those first couple of games. Yeah, so I'd probably say that one, um, but that's also because I've got an appalling memory. But can I ask you a question whilst mm. we're... Asking, not of you two, but of As Robin. long as you say thank you at the end of it, yeah. Okay, can I ask a question of Robin? Yeah. Yeah. So Robin, according to his Twitter biography, is a student at uh, the University of Newcastle. Newcastle and uh, Scunthorpe are just over two hours apart. Where were you, Robin? Why, why weren't you there? Are you, are you calling out other... I, I, I am calling a, out... He's I'm a student, calling, Dave. 
Yeah, yeah, but but I, no, I, I I think if you look at this season, with the exception of Gateshead, and now if Robin Bass is not Gateshead, he deserves calling out there. Absolutely <laughs> deserves calling out. Um, but he he yeah, he wasn't um uh, he, he wasn't there. And this is probably one of the closest games. And the quest the other question I want to ask was, was he watching Woken at York instead? That's oh, what, I'm you, what is what is going on? Didn't didn't say thank you. I feel like eventually Dave and Robin are going to meet and have a fight because. Now, well, can I tell you, Robin also puts in his Twitter um, uh, biography that he's um, he is the annoying tall guy that always gets in your way at gigs. So oh. I do have a um, a, a a life. Um, rule of not uh, arguing with anyone taller than me but i've never met robin to say that he's taller than me but if he is the annoying tall guy that gets in your way again chances are he's probably quite a bit taller than me so i would probably be very humble and uh and 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 jokey with him when i meet him rather than <laughs> rather than asking for a fight but yeah but robin, I do want, oh I do you're here then <laughs> i do want an answer to that robin i am expecting an answer Okay, uh, Andrew Morgan, should we stick with the back four formation from the second half? Yes, yes please. Yeah, I thank agree. you. And question from me: Can we finally have Morgan Williams at right back yet? Are you? Am I still the only one that thinks Morgan Williams should is, you know, looks fine in the number two? He 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 can play at right back. It's fine. Yeah. He can play at right back more than Charlie Wakefield can play at right wing back. Correct. Okay. Absolutely. But I do want to see. Um, I do want to see a bit of Cheery Johnson sooner rather than later. Ian's seen a bit of Cheery yeah, Johnson. I would. I would. <laughs> so why Morgan Williams has got the number two shirt then? Yeah. Um, okay. Another one from Robin. This is the last one. This is a foodie one, so I know we'll be super engaged for this. Um, clash of the takeaway pizza chains. Which is best, Papa John's, Domino's, or Pizza Hut? There's only one answer to this, in my opinion, and I want to hear what you you choose. Give answer. it. <laughs> no, no, I want to hear yours first. Well, I don't. I don't think Pizza Hut's a takeaway. I would agree. Yeah. And the last time I went to Pizza Hut it was terrible. Held my tongue there, Debs. Um, and then, in all honesty, I've never had a Papa John, so it's got to be Domino's. Um. I'm, I, I, I never leave Pizza Hut feeling overly satisfied at my pizza-based experience, um, if I'm honest with you. I, I don't like Papa John's at all. I've had, I've had a couple, and they just, they're stodgy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm also going Domino's. But in truth, if I was eating a pizza, I'd much rather go to, like, a horrible, greasy place and get, like, a three ninety nine meat feasting with very questionable meat on top and eat that instead than any of those all wildly overrated all of them but dominoes will just about edge it for me well you both got the correct answer which i'm very <laughs> pleased um to say uh, and, and i was going to refer to papa john's as arrogant and mm. pizza hut as forgettable so the dude <laughs> the actual papa john's a bit of a trumpy as well isn't he he's a trump yeah. dude he's a maga guy that's always a bit weird so and i mean the the correct answer for everyone who lives in uh, the Yeovil area is Nova Italia in Ilchester is the best takeaway pizza chain. Yeah, yeah. So if you if, yeah, if you're going for pizza, you go for somewhere proper. Here's here's a foodie question for you: Have any, Has anyone here ever queued outside a Nando's to get in and find a seat? No. I was walking through Leeds City Centre the other day. Leeds City Centre, a cultural foodie heaven. And there were people queuing outside of a Nando's, waiting for an opportunity for a table to become free for a Nando's. A Nando's, fine. I ain't waiting for a friggin' Nando's. It's fine. It's all right. It's the summer holiday, so, Ben. I don't care. Go to an okay. actual food restaurant that serves food that isn't just painted chicken. <laughs> painted chicken? That's all they do. They cook a normal chicken and paint it with the sauce. Okay, with sauce, yeah. Um, I have queued outside in Nando's before. Oh, but, 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 listen, <laughs> let me, let me add, come on, Ben. What are you all, I'm Mr. Context. I like to add context. Can you let me finish, please? Yeah, it was during Josh lockdown. Stone, I just had an off day. <laughs> it was, it was just, it was during lockdown. It was during lockdown and they, and they, and they weren't allowing people sat, 
um, you know, they only had one in every three tables going or something. And I only queued for like five minutes, but I did, I did queue outside of Nando's. If you've ever queued outside of Nando's where it wasn't within government law requirement to do so, have a little word with yourself. Come on, you're better no. than that. You're better than that. So there you go. Sorry, that, that, that was my food rant. I spotted it the other day in Leeds City Centre and I needed to rant to somebody because my wife didn't care. So, Lord, neither do we. No, no, it's um, fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right, if you do please. care, though, please uh, respond to us on social media and make Ben feel a lot better about himself. It's true. As we know, Ben is always in the majority with his food <laughs> feelings. <laughs> right, lads, should we do this again on Thursday? Why not, eh? Adam Skinner will be happy. We're back to two a week. I actually walked into work and was walking behind Adam. I was like, all right, Adam. He's like, I've just been listening to you on Friday. So, you know, that's good. I'm I'm everywhere. (laughs) Colin told me he thought it was a big commitment. So we are are delivering on big commitments for Mr. Colin Redman, which is always a good thing. Hey, at least someone associated with Yeovil Town is. Right, let's go. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Morris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott, goal! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.